Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, and welcome to a brand new week. Nope, this is the last full week of the school year here in Canada. And then kids, piss off. (laughs) Your teacher is sick of your shit. Don't even ask any questions. As soon as the bell rings on that last day, don't want to see your face till after Labor Day <laughs> is what they're all thinking. Um, how was your Father's Day? Uh, actually, you know what? Father's Day was quite busy. I yeah. went to see my dad in the morning and he just got a fresh keg. Ooh. So we had a couple Stellas out on the deck and that was wonderful. And then I had to go to Toronto to see the, the girlfriend's dad and, and that was lovely. And then I got home and thought... Ooh, finally good. Then my son texted, hey, I was going to drop by with your Father's Day present. I completely forgot that I'm a dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those days when you have kids and then you are lucky enough to have your, your parent with you, whether it's Mother's Day or Father's Day, where you do sometimes tend to forget when you're trying to celebrate that person. You're trying to celebrate your mom or your dad. Then you realize, oh, I am one of those. Oh, OK. Oh, so you have to do this to me, too. OK, fine. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it yeah. is. It's, it ends up being very busy. I feel like we should have two days. We should have a day to celebrate where we do all get together and we do the things. And then we have a full day where you leave everybody alone and you don't have to do any anything. All of your responsibilities are out the window. It's very true, Kat. It was exhausting. And frankly, as soon as this podcast is done, I will be going home to have a nice long nap. <laughs> good for you. It'll be good. Uh, this weekend, we had a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You did a free concert in Kitchener with Virginia to Vegas and Delaney Jane and Rev was there. And it looked like it was good. A lot of, a lot of people. It was really, really good. And it was, it was the first time they've ever done anything like this. Na- you guys might have heard of Neighbors Day. Do a lot of communities do Neighbors Day or is it just us here? No, I find that a lot more are starting to, yeah. but they're so far behind and they're booking shitty acts. And yeah, and yeah. Kitchener does it right. Uh, so Kitchener's Neighbors Day has always been around. And even during COVID last year, it was really weird, but they still managed to make Neighbors Day work. And Neighbors Day is when um, bands pop up and it's porch parties and things like that uh, from a distance last year. But this year, everything's changing, right? So because they had the opportunity to do so, they decided to kick things off with Neighbors Night and they asked me to host it. And I said, absolutely. And they love our, our FM station, 91.5, the beat um the mayor specifically was like can't wait so i was partying with uh, our buddy the mayor uh, who says hello by the way wonderful yeah and uh yeah delaney jane was incredible rev was incredible too rev started things off and it was not a large stage but she still brought out backup dancers i was super impressed because there was not a lot of room to breathe up there and uh, Virginia i'm surprised to- she could talk i thought there was a beat in her headphones <laughs> <laughs> there, you know what I loved too is that Rev did some old Spice Girl stuff and, and and too it was good it was good times and yeah and Virginia to Vegas and Derek says hi gave us a shout out especially because uh, we're we're fans of Virginia to Vegas we've known them for a minute and uh, yeah it was really good thanks busy a lot of people did the usual anytime I go to an event it doesn't matter if you're not there they want to know where you are at all times oh can we clear this up again because we haven't done it in a while when you see me somewhere. And you ask me, where's Kat? 
I, I'm going to try and be as nice as possible, but just so you know, I don't have a fucking clue where Kat is. Probably at home. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I don't know where Kat is. Did you try asking her where she is? I've decided, though, I realized this on Friday, and I kind of like tested it out a little bit, but I've realized what I'm going to start to do when I'm asked the question is make shit up. Oh. I'm going to be like, he's doing a 5K mud race. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to think of the most random shit I can think of. Like he's, oh, he's doing a chicken pot pie uh, eating contest over on the other side of the park. Like, I'm just going to make some shit up and see what, see what sticks. See if people believe me. Oh, he just got out of the shower. And then make them wonder, why would she know that? Yeah. <laughs> why would I know where he is exactly? I know that he's not here. There was budget for one host this time. <laughs> it's me this time. Next time it might be him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so I did an event on Saturday in Oakville. It was uh, a very lacrosse centric weekend for me. That's my favorite sport. Uh, my son got traded and that's great. He got traded to a team that could go all the way and, cool. and win the championship. Is he excited? I, I, I think so, but he got traded to Whitby and it's mm. like an hour and a half drive for every game and practice. Mm. That is not, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not convenient. Dealt it three minutes before the trade deadline. Wow. Crazy. So I was uh, up late dealing with that on Saturday. And prior to that, I was hosting a charity event. And I, I do as many charity events as I can. And this one in particular I wanted to do because it was honoring the late Rob McDougall. And, and I don't expect you to know that name, but the people in the lacrosse community certainly do because he was such a great guy and an organizer and a coach. And he just gave of himself and his time and even his money. Now, I've heard so many stories since he passed away a few months ago about how he invited them to play lacrosse, but they couldn't afford it. So he would take care of their fees or or get together some equipment for them so that they could go out and play. And you know what? Minor sports thrives on volunteers. And Rob was one of the good ones. So they held a charity lacrosse game to raise money for Kids Sport Ontario. And Kids Sport is very similar to Jumpstart. And they help people that can't afford to play. I love that. Because everyone should get to play. Mm Mm-hmm. And they recruited some people that have known Rob for years. And one of the people that was at this tournament or this game was the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, John Tavares. Oh, cool. And Kat, I'm going to tell you, the professional in me was like, yeah, okay, John Tavares is here. Okay, cool. We're going to act professional and stuff like that. The little boy in me that got to meet the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs was fucking (laughs) fangirling. Did you ask him where Nylander was? (laughs) Where's Matthews? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he uh he scored two goals including the overtime winner so oh good for God. him that's great and those cha- those types of charities I, I those are fantastic that's that's great it w- was a lot of money raised uh you know what i don't have the totals okay. yet but i'm sure that they did raise good money i mean the 50 50 was well up over a thousand bucks and there was a silent auction and good. people paid to come and watch the game and good. i think they got some great value but what what happened afterwards actually shocked me because i did not see that coming I have been an overweight gentleman for a lot of years, and I still am. I'm still pretty fat, but no, I've lost a lot of weight. And, and after I posted a picture... He's with, not fat, guys, if you've never seen him. He's not fat. After I posted this picture of me and Johnny Toronto, you would not believe, and I'm still not even sure how I feel about it. I was taken aback by how many people asked either, how did you lose all the weight, or... Are you sick? <gasps> oh, how did 
did you respond to that? You know what? At first, I, I thought it was just going to be like, oh, this person's asking if I'm sick. Uh, yeah, I get it. I lost a lot of weight. I'm skinnier than I was. No, I'm not sick. But a lot of people asked me that. And I thought, you know, there's just certain unwritten rules. Like we, we don't ask a, a woman how much she weighs, for example. Well, we don't ask anybody how much they weigh. But you know those things that are just sort of, you don't ask somebody, are you pregnant? Yeah, exactly. Those kinds of things. Y- you don't do that. And it occurred to me that there's really no unspoken protocol when it comes to sickness. But people looked at me and how much weight I've lost and, and thought I... I was sick, and and I'm not. Just so you know, I'll make it perfectly clear. I am healthy as uh, an an overweight mid forties guy. Um, I yeah, I is it an age thing too? Because I feel like if somebody posted that in their twenties, nobody would. They'd just be like, oh, cool, yeah, get into that gym or some shit like that. But then you get to a certain age, and it's like they must be sick. Is that it? Are they sick? But who dares to ask someone the question? Yeah, who like to me? saying, uh, hey, you look good, that should be the only acceptable thing. Like, looking good, no specifics. Like, to me, I avoid specifics, no matter what it is. You could literally have your water break in front of me, and I'm not going to ask you if you're pregnant unless you're the one that told me that you're pregnant. Like, (laughs) like, I'm not kidding you. Like, I would need to know. I wouldn't ask a question. I wouldn't, especially that. Like, that is just, that's just so fucked up. Who does that? Yeah, and like I said, I wasn't even sure how I felt about it. I'm still not sure how I feel about it. I, I guess thank you for the concern, if you asked out of concern. Um, yeah, I lost yeah. a lot of weight. And, and for those who are wondering, it was not really a, a special secret. I cleaned up my diet. I'm not doing an intermittent fast, but I've certainly cleaned up the times of day that I eat. And I eat a lot of nuts and drink a lot of black coffee. That's all it was to it. It's not some wild exercise regime that I'm on, although I do get more exercise than I used to. Um, watch you didn't your weight. Get a Peloton? I didn't get a Peloton. <laughs> Nothing like that. I just lost a lot of weight. And I, I tend to be a little cyclical too. I, I lose weight in the summer. I put it back on in the winter. I think a lot of people are like that. You guys just caught me a few months earlier than I usually am at my lowest weight. But I will tell you, I'm down a, a little over 40 pounds and I'm almost at my ideal weight. Oh, you still have weight you feel you need to lose? Really? Yeah. This is the first time in my entire life that I've been this close to my ideal body weight for my height and age and all that sort of shit. So I feel good. It's certainly nice to look at, to walk by the mirror and be like, yeah, I don't hate what I see there. That's great. So I feel good. Uh, I think it looks better than it did. And no, I'm not sick. <laughs> if you're one of the people who asked, I'm not shitting on you because I realized this isn't really a there. There is no protocol for it. But I, I was actually shocked at how many people ask that question. Well, And here's the here's the thing. I, this is why I, I do believe you shouldn't you shouldn't ask somebody that. And I understand if, if you're talking to a close family member, maybe things are different. If you notice a relative of yours, a sibling, a parent, uh, you know, someone really close to you is losing weight really fast and you're concerned. I understand the concern and saying, are you okay? Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it, it, it's really nobody's business. And what if they are sick? And what if they actually are not well? Do you think that your comment is going to be positive for them? Or do you think it's going to make them feel terrible on top of the fact that they're sick? Well, so ask yourself if you really want to know the answer to those questions before you start asking those questions. Yeah, I. it was funny because I second guessed it when I had like three, four, five comments all in a row. Like, are you sick? I went back and looked at the picture and I thought, do I look sick? I I don't know. I mean, I thought to me, this looks much better than what I saw like five, six months ago. Do I look sick? I don't know. I I think I've I've got a good color and I got a great tan and smaller belly than I used to. 
I don't know. Do I look sick? Maybe in that picture I did. I hadn't drank anything. Maybe that's why I was completely yeah, sober. Yeah, you just start drinking. <laughs> are you drunk? And then people would start, are you drunk? Yeah, again, I just, I avoid those. Avoid specifics. Whenever you're talking about someone's looks, I don't care what it is. You know, like the only thing maybe you want to be specific is like, oh, you, your hair, like not even, like not even that specific. I, I don't, that's, that's my rule of thumb anyway. I avoid specifics. I just, if they look good, they look good. Let them know that if you want, because that's going to make them feel okay. If they are sick, think about it. If someone is sick, telling them they look good will make them feel better. Asking if they're sick will not make them feel better. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, though, to everybody who did uh, like the picture or a comment. And I appreciate it. Certainly love the engagement. That's good. Uh, I want to go through a couple of stories, but I don't want to drill down too much on any of them. Just a couple hot takes. And, and you weigh in as well if you want. Today is the end of for now, of a horribly divisive period in our history. Today, the federal vaccine mandates on travel are officially lifted. Any Canadian can now travel by plane and by train. You can go to the House of Commons, the house that belongs to all of us in Ottawa, and not be vaccinated to get in. Our federal employees that were laid off because of their vac status or put on unpaid leave or fired That mandate is gone. They can, if they choose to, come back to work for the federal civil service. And I'm glad that was the right decision. Congratulations to those who pressured the government to get it done and to the government for actually doing it. Let's hope they don't come back, although all indicators are they've probably already got the date for when they're coming back. Today, they're updating uh, NORAD. They're going to <laughs> they're going to announce the biggest modernization of NORAD since NORAD first came to be. You know what NORAD is, right? Nor, you know what I know it from is Independence Day. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, no, no, that's fair. It's sad, but yeah. NORAD is the command center, the shared early warning defense network that Canada and the U.S. operates for the defense of North America, and it's been around since the fifties. And I believe that some of the equipment in there is original. It's bad. Wow, really? Like, we basically have to scrap it and start over. Because some of the shit that we've got out there, I mean, I don't know if we're really afraid that some Russian or Chinese sub is going to come over the Pacific and attack Vancouver. But we need defenses to be able to make sure that if it does, we blow it up and, and protect the people, obviously. So I'm curious to see what they come up with. It's kind of funny the wording they used. Uh, Anita Anand, the MP for Oakville, is the national defense minister. And it's like she's still using her old procurement technology from when she was in charge of getting the shots. She said it will be a robust package of announcements to modernize NORAD. Okay, and that means robust money. We're talking big bucks, right? Well, I mean, we're shitheads. We suck. We joined NATO, and part of NATO's commitment is you have to keep up your defense spending, and we haven't done that in years. So as much as we need to update our own military, we also need to kick in our contribution to NORAD. So, yeah, this is good. It's probably long overdue that we went on a spending spree. The problem is we don't have any fucking money, and that's why inflation is getting so hard out of control because we keep printing money. That's one of the reasons anyway. Did you see this uh, woman that got set on fire on the TTC this on the weekend? This is a horrific. Like, the, I heard about it, but I didn't hear details on what exactly happened. Seems like a completely random attack, but police are now investigating it as a possible hate crime. For anybody who didn't hear the story, woman was on the bus. 
Guy came up behind her, poured a liquid over her, and set her on fire on the bus. A woman on fire on the bus for no reason other than, nearest we can tell, if the police theory's right, hate. I don't know Mm. what else would be behind this. The 33-year-old has been charged with assault with a weapon, attempted murder, and more. Police are still investigating, but I just... I don't really want to go to Toronto right now. I'll I'll be honest with you. It seems kind of dangerous. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of people getting shot. Now we're setting people on fire. I hope that's not a trend. It just seems like there's way too many people out there that are walking around off balance, you know? This is one of the reasons why it worries me, though, is even reporting it sucks. Like, and and I'm I'm not saying that that's not the right thing to do if you're the police who are reporting it. But is it a good idea to report shit like this if there are copycats who have nothing to do with this, who don't know, but you hear oh, hate crime, set someone on fire, and you're an absolute fucking maniac, uh, racist, whatever it might be, and you go, yeah, if that's what we're doing, then let's do it. That's what worries me. It's like the same when uh, people went around sucker punching people for no reason. Remember when oh, that happened? Oh, God, yeah, that was horrible, And too. that basically caught on, and that did catch on throughout different communities. It wasn't just centered around one, but people heard about it, and then that's what they started to do. It's it, people are messed up and they're going to hear that. And that's what worries me, Scott, is that this is going to be the beginning because it's been reported. You know what I mean? But I understand why we want to know this information, why we need to maybe keep an eye out. So it's hard to say whether I like I think that they should tell people, but I worry about it. Let's just put it that way. Uh, another thing that happened over the weekend. Joe Biden fell off his bicycle. I'm glad that he's all right. If Joe still wants to pedal around, I think that he may need a try. (laughs) Guys, America. What what the fuck are you Americans doing? You got a 79-year-old man there who probably just wants to have a pudding cup and go to bed. And you're making him run your country like some sort of a, a, a schedule that a teenager would maintain? Leave the poor fucking guy alone. Now he's falling off his bike. I feel bad. He ate shit. He dude. did. <laughs> it sucked. That's, and in all fairness, that's probably what I would do if I got on a bicycle. <laughs> In front of all these crews of cam, there were cameras, there were people around him. I'm not sure if that distracted him, but what had happened? His foot got caught or something like that? Yeah, so he was riding, I think it was a mountain bike, and, and he had his Secret Service detail with him and security, and he had a couple friends, and they were all out for a bike ride, but there was a crowd of people gathered there in Delaware, where he's from, to wave to the president. I mean, it's not very often you get that close to the president sure. of the United States. So he pulled up, and he took one foot out of the pedals, but his other foot was kind of like locked in. It was one of those pedals that has a loop over it. And I guess he didn't realize that his leg didn't come out and just boom, fell down. Is he? And he's okay? I think he's okay. He's okay. He, he said, a, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, Joe. Aww. It doesn't look good. I, I, I really feel like America, you should let the guy just sort of retire or... Or, or just let him go on a bike ride where he's supervised at all times or something like that. It, it's not a good look when the president of the United States falls off a bike. It's not a good look when any adult falls off their bike. But I understand these things happen. That one, I've never seen that one happen before. Just totally forgot his foot was still in the pedal and pfft, down, there, ate shit. Like, that one's being added to the highlight reels. There's like a there's YouTube uh, accounts, I'm sure, but videos where I've seen before where it's just like presidential slips downstairs and shit like that. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I won't run for office is because I'm afraid I'm going to eat shit on a set of stairs or a bike or you name it. 
I don't think you can be president after you fall off your bike. I mean, you should either be smart enough to know I shouldn't be on a bike or if you are on a bike, you should be able to competently ride the bike. Uh, George W. Bush was an avid bike rider, still is to this day, doesn't fall off his bike. Joe Biden goes out for one ride that we see. Boom. He's down. Poor thing. Let the guy just watch some TV or something. Put him in the White House and tell him, oh, yeah, yeah, Joe, you're in charge. Everything's good. But secretly have somebody else running the show because I don't know about this falling off your bike thing and then going right back to the Oval Office making decisions about nuclear weapons and shit. It it just doesn't add up to me. But either way, he's fine. Hand me the Robaxa set. (laughs) He's going to walk it off. He got a little boo-boo. But he's married to a doctor, and that's probably the best care that he can get is from his wife. And here's hoping he just stays off the bike going forward. Do you think at any point the Secret Service is going to say to him, yeah, you're not going for any more bike rides, Joe. Like, we sold your bike. It's on Kijiji now. (laughs) Hey, that would get top dollar, though. Can you imagine? You want to throw that up there. It's the one that Joe Biden fell off. (laughs) His shoe is still in the paddle. Yeah. Let's talk about what you are afraid of. The fear index gets updated regularly. And this one in particular is a little surprising to me. What would you say the number one thing that people are afraid of is? Yeah, I guess... um I don't know. I'm going to go with me, with mine. So like, is it like spiders? Uh, 83% of people admit they're afraid of something. And of the people who are afraid, 51% say they have a great deal of fear about spiders. 61% have a great deal of fear about snakes. <laughs> and right yeah. between snakes and spiders is flying. I didn't know there was that many people that have a great deal of fear about going in an airplane. That's bizarre to me. I think and the interesting part about it is a lot of those people with those fears will still fly. They don't they just don't like it. Like you can be afraid of something and still do it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the case is that it's not like that's your preferred way to travel. If you could just snap your fingers and appear somewhere, we would all do it. But you got to get from A to B. You fly. There's a lot of people who, maybe there's a smaller amount of people who are so afraid of it, they don't fly at all. That they'd rather drive a car, you know, a two days to get somewhere than take a flight. But for me, I don't, it doesn't excite me. Going on a plane doesn't excite me. I have fears about it. I do think about worst case scenarios. Really? And that comes to my mind. Absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. Interesting. Would you ever get to a point where that fear took over and you'd start amending how you travel? Like uh, me and my husband never fly together because if the plane goes down, we don't want to both be on the same flight. No. You, you don't have anything no. like that? That's silly to me too. That doesn't make any sense. Really? Yeah. Because then you're just, I mean, think about it. If one plane's going to crash that day, which we all know that that's like not even close to the odds, but let's say one of the planes is going to crash. Then you're just making it more, the the odds greater that one of the two of you will die in the plane crash. What if you took the one plane that actually made it and the other one took the plane that crashed? You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. So Uh no. I I, I see where you're going there. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, it doesn't, uh, no, it's not to that extent. Like I said, it's not like I'm excited about going on a plane. I'm not, but I do it. I'm not that afraid where I will not go at all. 53% of people who have fears Say they have a great deal of fear about cats. 
People are afraid of cats. Who the fuck's afraid yeah, of a cat? Well, it's a cat. Cats, are, and then the, the interesting part about cat is they, they don't care about you. Most, no. you know what I mean? They want to avoid you. So why would you be afraid of something that wants to avoid you? Is why I always find funny. Is it, is it maybe due to like past experiences or something? Because there are some nasty cats and I'm sure like plenty of people probably have a story or two where they got scratched, for example, maybe bit or hissed at and they just assume that that equals fear. Like I got to be afraid of the cat. I guess I I have a cat. He's cute as shit. I, he's a little annoying sometimes, but I certainly wouldn't say I'm afraid of a cat. I'm afraid of my allergies. <laughs> like all, but that's yeah, that's not really the cat's fault. Fifty four percent are afraid of fire. I would join in that club. Yeah. Are fi- you afraid of fire? Fire scares me. Fire and cutting scare me. Okay. Like those are two horrible ways to go. So you don't want to so- come to my bonfire where we're playing with knives? You saying you? Oh, is that still on? Yeah, it's still oh. happening this weekend. It's this weekend. Probably going to bail on that. <laughs> and if anybody asks where I am, you know what to tell them. <laughs> Half are afraid of public speaking. Yes, I am. I don't like it. But you do have to do it for work. Is that weird that you're afraid of it, but work requires you to do it? Yeah, I mean, I don't get afraid of it to the point where I don't do it. And for me, I just, I have, I get nervous. That's all. I just get nervous. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? Do I have to stick to this? Like, I think, I think too much. That's the problem. It's not necessarily that I have a fear to the point where I will say no to things. I just hosted an event this past weekend and we just talked about it. That was okay. It's just that for me, there's a, com- there's a difference in being, seeing someone that you're talking to or a crowd of people. That does freak me out. I've never been, I feel like it's just not where I shine. So that, that's what, where the fear comes in. 35% have a great deal of fear and another 42% have a moderate amount of fear of the dark. Are you afraid of the dark? No, I love the dark. I actually, I shower in the dark. Everything do I do <laughs> until I get to work is in the dark. Every day. You just feel around a lot? Is that how it works? I like, do. Which one's the shampoo? When Mini I'm lost, <laughs> I can feel my girlfriend's bum. <laughs> Feeling my way around. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, some of these that people are afraid of, if you're not afraid of it, I get that it seems weird. But for people who are afraid of it, it's probably really real. And 38% are afraid. A great deal afraid. Of clowns. Yes. Yes. And I understand that fear. Why do we market clowns to children? Because this seems like a recipe for disaster. My kids are, my kid already doesn't like clowns. Like, was like, I don't know about this. But we were at an event. I think it was a police event uh, that we had. Anyway, we went to an event, saw a clown. I was like, do you want to go over there? And I think they've got balloons. And she was like, I don't like that. What is that? Like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's a clown. Like, I don't like that thing. That's not nice. I agree. Clowns are freaky. I don't remember being afraid of them as a kid, but as an adult, I am. Is that weird? It's like, a... Uh, I, 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 they're, they're creepy. Th- that movie didn't help either. What was that fucking it? movie? It? it? Is that what it yeah. was? It was bad. It yeah. Was horrible. And if you have to paint a smile onto something, I don't trust it. 39% have a great deal of fear, and another 29% have a moderate amount of fear of feet. Like other people's feet. Oh my... You know what's fascinating about that? Is that one person's trash is another person's treasure. You know what I mean? There are people who are obsessed with feet. But I understand that there's people who are afraid of feet. My girlfriend's one of those, by the way. My girlfriend hates feet. Like, so we'll purposely, like, take our shoes off around her and shit. Like, <laughs> it's horrible. It is terrible. Last one. 41% have a great deal of fear. And another 47% have a moderate amount of fear. This is a lot of people that are afraid of driving. 
I, I, please tell me that means they don't. <laughs> no, I think they do. They the, just don't like doing it. This is the problem, right? When you have people too nervous to drive, but they're going to drive anyway, this is where problems come into play. You got to be 100% confident behind the wheel or don't do it. And I know that's easier said than done for some people because they want their independence. But I mean, I see it in people. I see it in people to fear because sometimes people drive like shit. And then you pull up beside them and you're like, what do you what do you like? Let me let me see your demeanor. And their hands at 10 and 2, their seat is right up against the wheel. Their tits are practically touching it. <laughs> And they're just like looking like horrified. Like, why are you clearly don't enjoy this? Maybe you shouldn't do it. Means to an end. You got to drive to get from here well, to there. I, think. I mean, obviously, that's what they're going for there. I don't like driving in winter weather. I actually don't like it when I'm driving and it's even a little bit slick. And I'm not sure if that's black ice or if it's just a, a wet road. I actually get nervous. I white knuckle it, too. And I've got yeah. a big truck with four wheel drive. So I get it when some people are afraid of driving. It just seems like a very scary number of people to have out on the roads right now. Um, 90 years old, just a little older than Joe Biden. <laughs> Woman in Tennessee was sitting outside her home the other day. When a black bear, sorry, it doesn't matter what color the bear is. Color doesn't matter. Come on. A bear. Come on. (laughs) A bear came out of the woods and attacked her. This 90-year-old woman held off a bear with a lawn chair. Oh, I love it. I love it. Did she fold up the lawn chair first or did she let her rip (laughs) as is? She let her rip as is. She lives near the Smoky Mountains National Park. She says she used her lawn chair to try and scare the bear off. She says, I've been praising the Lord ever since because I may not be here without him. She didn't suffer any major injuries, but she had to be treated in hospital for a small laceration to her arm. Wow. They put the bear down when they finally caught the bear. <gasps> uh, I hate that. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Really, I no other option. Really, no other option but to put the bear down. Either way, she's fine. She's got a great story to tell. And what a ringing endorsement for lawn chairs. <laughs> they can fight off a fucking bear. See, here's where we get confused. And good for her because she did the right thing. Whatever she did, it worked. The plan worked. I would always forget, like, are they the ones that, so they're the ones that are kind of afraid if you seem bigger than it, right? Obviously, like, the the lawn chair tells me this is probably the case, because I'd be like, do I run? Do I throw the lawn chair at it? What if I miss and then it attacks me? I don't know how to react, but this woman did it at 90. That's incredible. Just think of how different that movie would be if Leonardo DiCaprio had a lawn chair. (laughs) It would not be as exciting. (laughs) No Oscar for him, I'll tell you that much. A Mormon woman who has been married 11 times, says she's not ready to give up on love after breaking up with the man she hoped would become her 12th husband. She's from Utah, and she's going to continue in the dating pool. Hey, at some point, can we cut people off? You know, like when you've had too much to drink and the bartender says, nah, you know what? You're going to have some water and go home for a bit. Can we go to people who are trying to get married, like, say, more than four or five times and say, "Mm, you know what? You're going to have a tub of ice cream at home and no more ring exchanges. Uh Uh-uh. You're done. Yeah, like at what point do you go, maybe this isn't for me? You know, there's other options. You don't have to get married. Maybe you just, like, I don't understand those people. I don't, and I'm going to say those people that get married multiple times. I'm not talking about two. I'm not, you know what? Not even talking about three because there's different reasons and things happen in life. Sometimes you get married way too young or, or, or you become a widower, which is horrible and sad and, and you find love again. But like at a certain point, like once you hit like the five timers club, 
Like, don't you like, this probably isn't for me. Do you get a deal? Like, is the fifth one free? Yeah. Like, do you get like a punch card like at Subway <laughs> used to do? We have or? a couple of friends that marry people, like as a side hustle. We should ask them that. Like, do you offer your services the next time? Do you <laughs> offer a discount? Is it like 10% off the second, 20% off the third, and then eventually it's free? This woman says, not one time did I go into one of those marriages thinking it would end in divorce. Every single time I was like, please let this be the one. So my whole life I've spent trying to force these men to live up to the elusive soulmate that I have built up in my head. Oh, there's so much wrong mentally with what that you just said. Uh What she said is there's so much wrong with that. Is she, is she talking to someone right now? I hope so. Like, I mean, again, like, well, let's go back to the per- questions that you shouldn't ask, but I'm going to go ahead and let's just all discuss this here. I hope she's talking to someone is all I'm going to say. Professional assistance, you Professional mean? Professional help. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. She might need it. There's other things at play here. Would you say you're a good dancer? You know what? I'm not bad. I'm not a bad dancer. Do you only do dance stuff that you've seen in music videos? Like, did you ever emulate that when you were a little girl or anything like that? (laughs) Not necessarily music videos. Um, But yeah, I mean, I suppose to an extent, yeah. Especially young. I grew up in like the music video era, right? So I absolutely. I mean, I did air bands to everything from Britney to Spice Girls. So actually, now that I think about it, yeah, I did kind of emulate sometimes. So are you a good dancer? And I don't mean your kids think you're a good dancer. I mean, like if you were at like a wedding and you went out into the center of the dance floor, you'd be like doing your thing and everybody'd be like, look at that girl go. Yeah. Like, I don't think they'd be like, she should be on So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> like it'd be under that, but definitely not like, whoa, what is happening there? I think, I mean, I have rhythm. I know I have rhythm. Interesting. Okay. Well, over in Australia, researchers used some specific DNA strands that they were able to secure from 23andMe. And then they examined more than 600,000 people's DNA and they identified 69 different genetic variants that are associated with rhythm. Between 13 and 16% of those variations are hereditary, meaning they got passed down from your parents. I got it from my mama. So in other words, if you're a bad dancer, there's a very good chance you inherited that and your parents are bad dancers too. (laughs) Are you, this is going to be a silly question. You don't consider yourself a good dancer, do you? I don't, I've never seen you dance. I don't think you do dance, do you? I don't think I do. Do you just like not dance or have you ever given it a try like by yourself or just with your girlfriend, for example? Yeah. Since I lost the weight, I do a lot of mirror dancing now, (laughs) (laughs) but not when anybody else is around. You've got rhythm though, don't you? Like no. Rhythm, and it does, oh, no. Surprisingly, a real lack of okay. rhythm. I think that's why I was never a good DJ. That's why I just picked up the microphone and started doing that. Because yeah, yeah. I just can't keep a fucking beat. There you go. <laughs> and as far as the moves is concerned, I feel like guys either need to, because there's more pressure, I think, on guys. Girls can just go out and sway their hips or move their arms, and it, lo- it looks like you've seen a fucking music video. For guys to go out there... They either have to stand still, so they're barely moving at all, like tucked in at all times, like you're ready to stop, drop, and roll, like you're on fire. Or you start doing weird shit, and it's either got to be really, really good weird shit, or everyone's going to say, ooh, look at that. Or you're doing the sprinkler. 
<laughs> and everybody has a relative and I think of weddings when you're when you're the whole time you were d- discussing this with me I'm thinking weddings in the back of my mind because I think that that's the area where we probably feel the most pressure to dance right is it maybe we feel the most pressure or maybe we just have a couple of drinks in us and we feel like okay we could dance to that maybe you hear a good song you like either way you feel like that's the place where most people will make it to a dance for they're in a comfortable spot usually it's a good friend or family member getting married that's where you really find out about people and their dance moves. Mm-hmm. And there's always the one uncle that's going to do the sprinkler. It's a gear or the fish or the go fishing. Oh, you do it. You be the fish. Oh, God. And that's dancing. But you know what? That's I don't not know. It's, dancing. It's entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining. It's okay to not be a good dancer is what I'm trying to say. Because as long as you're having fun. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. It's okay to not be a good dancer. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to sound weird as a segue, but I don't know any other way to segue into this. Um, Scientists are concerned, apparently, about a new strain of super gonorrhea to worry about. (laughs) We don't know who needs to hear this, (laughs) but we got some news. If this piqued your interest, then keep listening. (laughs) What the hell is super gonorrhea? Can I tell you right now my biggest concern is whether or not I'm going to spell gonorrhea right in the description of what's in this podcast? (laughs) G-O-N-O-R-R-H-E-A. It's uh, super gonorrhea because it's much more resistant to antibiotics and harder to treat. There was a similar strain that was found in the UK and New Zealand about four years ago. So this is the second variant on gonorrhea in the last few years. A guy in Austria recently told his doctor it burned when he pees. He had He'd had unprotected sex with a sex worker during a trip to Cambodia five days earlier. Well, you did that to yourself, son. So they gave the guy antibiotics. Then they brought him back a week later and tested him again, and he was still positive. And they thought, "Uh uh-oh, that should have worked. Now, they did try a different cocktail of antibiotics, and it did eventually clear up. But tests confirmed this is a new strain that's harder and harder to treat. And they were not able to track down the woman that he got it from. This is the last thing we need. We got fucking COVID, <laughs> monkeypox, and now super gonorrhea rolling around. Someone's and- walking around Cambodia doing unprotected sex and spreading super gonorrhea. This is crazy. Like, seriously. Imagine that. You're patient zero. When you go into the doctor and you've got this new super resistant strain of gonorrhea, you're the one. It's you're not- the one they're going to test on. I'm going to include a picture in the, for that one? No. <laughs> no. I'm going to say, maybe use a condom when you're working with well, a sex I mean, worker. You, you, know? all the, you said all the keywords that are like, you shouldn't have done that. Like Cambodia, unprotected sex worker, uh, went for it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Again, you kind of do that to yourself. Safe sex, people. Safe sex is important. Absolutely, it's important. Yes, let's, thanks, thank you. Let's clarify that we all think safe sex is important. That was a weird place for me to pause. I was actually trying to find the last story. I was, right, I was scanning Scott? through and the computer's like, like being slow Scott, as shit. Scott was recently in Cambodia and he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, but I, I have mean, to go pee, but I really don't want to. 
Um, I didn't know, by the way. Just a oh, side note: with the we all took health class, right? Didn't we all? Like we all kind of have to take health class at some point in our lives. Pretty sure. And I remember learning about STDs and stuff like that, but we never took it seriously at the age range. I think that we learn it. And I gotta say, like that is something I don't know. I couldn't tell you side effects of any of the STDs. I have no idea. So until you said burns when it pees, I couldn't tell you what what gonorrhea was. Mm-hmm. No idea. Okay. That's good. We learned a little something. How come they're not classifying monkeypox in the STD or STI category? That's what I'm not sure about. Should they be? Well, I mean, it seems like, and, and I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but all the cases that I've heard about seem to have come from or originated from men that have sex with men. And almost all of the cases are guys. Really? So, I mean, hey, like I said, I'm not a doctor. But if that's primarily how it's being spread, wouldn't that be useful information to put out to the public so people can protect themselves and then they know, oh, hey, be careful, we don't want the monkeypox. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I like. I guess that they're at the stage now that it's spreading quite a bit that they got. They do have to release more information and what they know so far. Well, I mean, it can spread in other ways. It's for prolonged close contact. But again, it does seem to be there's there's some sort of a link between monkeypox and men who have sex with men. So I, I don't know why they're not more widely talking about that. Anytime I hear monkeypox, they put it out there just like COVID. Like, oh, fuck, be careful. We got the monkeypox floating around now. Maybe COVID is the reason why they're not because they were so wrong about it. There's a lot of medical experts that believed something and they didn't have the data to back it up yet. And they knew that. But I mean, there were a lot of things that we thought we knew about COVID as an example, even though it's not comparable. But that we thought at the time, right? No, masks don't work. And then they did work and then they're not sure. So maybe they're a little more hesitant. Anybody who's a health professional is a little more hesitant to reveal any information in case they're wrong. I don't know. I haven't heard. I haven't heard much about it other than it is. It is spreading, like, I mean, around here a little bit, isn't it? There was one confirmed case just this weekend in Wellington, Dufferin and Guelph. There's 168 cases confirmed across Canada. That's a relatively small number, but it'll probably keep spreading. I'm just, like I said, I'd heard that that's how one of the ways that it spreads or that there's definitely a connection there. And I don't know why that's not being more widely publicized so that people can take precautions. But anyway, uh, last thing I want to mention on this episode, because I love a great success story. Mm -hmm. And before I get to it, let me ask you. Do you have any recipe books or old recipes, family heirlooms like, oh, here's the recipe for my my grandma's banana bread. And when I make banana bread, I use grandma's recipe. Do you have like a book like that floating around anywhere? I do. My my uh, mother-in-law actually made a book based on the recipes in her family at one point. So we have that and we do use it occasionally. And uh, I do have a couple of recipes that, you know, my mom taught me for foods that are like comfort foods, right? So if I ever need to know how to make it, I know how to make it. Here's the story. A girl became CEO of her own multi-million dollar business at the age of 11. Michaela Ulmer is from Texas. She created her own unique brand of lemonade and just landed, uh, sorry, not just, but she did land an $11 million deal from Whole Foods. Whoa! So this started when she was 11. Michaela is now 17. She says she first came up with the idea for this company when she was much younger and she was given an old cookbook from her great-grandmother. Now, the book was in tatters. It's been around since the 40s. But in it, the girl found grandma's recipe for how to make lemonade. 
And Michaela decided, you know what? We're going to give this a modern day twist. Grandma's lemonade or great grandma's lemonade is great, but let's add to it. So she added in flaxseed and honey. Just a little twist of honey. That was sold at a roadside stand after she made it. Just like a lot of kids do, she set up a lemonade stand and she made money selling this lemonade. And people were like, this is really fucking good. Like, I can't believe I'm buying this on the side of the road. This is like restaurant quality lemonade here. And the girl was all happy and stuff. And eventually the, the right person came along and tried the lemonade and made her a huge deal to make it available exclusively at Whole Foods. She's worth $11 million. Yeah, because she had grandma's recipe book as a teenager and probably got bored during COVID. I think a lot of people know Whole Foods, so you know how this goes. At one point, it was at the side of a road for 50 cents or a dollar, let's say, a glass. Now that Whole Foods got it, it's twelve fifty seven plus tax for a small bottle. Enjoy. Oh, good for her, though. That's pretty incredible. I love those success stories. That is so good. All right, guys, you have a fantastic Monday. Thanks for downloading this episode of After 9. If you're listening in one of the apps where you can leave a rating, hey, leave us a rating. Yeah. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to uh, discuss the contents of this, you can either DM us or tell a friend and get them to listen, and then you can have your own conversation about it. Yeah, go ahead. Ask us if we're sick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering if I'll ever... uh, because I was chubby all my life. I've always been overweight and I've always been self-conscious about it. I just never really did anything about it until now. I'm wondering if I'm ever going to get to the point where I'll be comfortable with my shirt off because I'm still not. I never take my shirt off when there's people around that I don't know. Really? Yeah. Even when you're like, you, you don't go, well, I don't know. Do you frequent a beach? I suppose you never really go to a beach. I find them very dirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like going to the beach. A lot of birds. I could say you could test it out at a beach first and see how you feel. <laughs> take a little wander. Yeah, I don't know. I, we'll keep going at it. If I uh, put the weight back on, then well, at least I had this lovely couple of months in 2022. <laughs> You're going to be going, why isn't anyone asking me if I'm sick? <laughs> <laughs> that fat fuck. Terrible. He looks healthy as shit. Terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. Isn't that weird that you get down yes. closer to your ideal body weight and people think you're sick? Yes. But when you're fat, which is very unhealthy to begin with, nobody says boo. It's twisted, right? Have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Bye. I heard that a new Marvel series uh, called Wonder Man is in the works at Disney+. Plus. Yet Wonder Man has a superhuman strength, speed, stamina, and the ability to fight copyright infringement lawsuits from Superman. Now that Ford has recalled three million vehicles because they roll away when you put them in park, they have to drop the slogan, go further, and change it to, catch it. A motorcyclist in Minnesota was arrested for going 144 miles per hour. And he said that he was going that fast to cool off from the heat. (laughs) It actually worked because he got to ride in an air-conditioned police car. Now, on the bright side with the economy, that guy at the office who will never stop talking about crypto has stopped talking about crypto. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.